Helvetia Rocked is a Swiss national association raising awareness about gender inequality in the music industry while supporting, promoting and connecting professional female, inter, non-binary and trans artists. Through its grassroots projects such as producing, DJing, band workshops and songwriting camps, it offers platforms for young people of all levels to discover music and be part of an empowering community. Find out more on our website helvetziarocked.ch Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. Musicians in Conversation is sponsored by Sweezer, the cooperative society of music authors and publishers in Switzerland. Hi everyone, welcome to Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. My name's Natalia Anderson and I'm a presenter, content creator and DJ. In this episode of Musicians in Conversation, I'm talking to Bilia Vinovitter, who is a singer, composer and sound artist. She is also a coach for Helvetia Rocked Music Lab Song Sketches class. We discuss how she found the ideal music course to study, the decision to put music first and then build work around that. She also tells us about not feeling ready to start a solo career until recently, spurred on by the desire for independence and to stop hiding behind others. We listen to two of her tracks and Belia answers an audience question. Don't forget, if you have a question for one of our coaches, simply send a direct message to Helvetia Rocked on Instagram. In the meantime, here's my conversation with Belia. Hi, this is Belia and you're listening to Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. Hi Belia, thank you for joining me on Musicians in Conversation. How are you today? Hey Nat, thank you. I'm very good today. I'm very happy to talk to you. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for being here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start our conversation with the question that I ask everyone, and that is, how did you get started on your musical journey? Oh, well, I mean, I started very early in a way because I was always singing as a child and it was very annoying to my parents. <laughs> so they like they sent me to choir and also to like listen you uh, know singing sessions. I uh, was always interested in having bands, but like having a band, like when I, as a teenager, but yeah. I was too, I don't know, I wasn't ready, I guess. I needed a lot of time. I always need a lot of time for everything, I guess. So um, after, yeah, in my teenager years, I finally started the band, my first band, and then it went on. I had also like guitar um lessons and piano so yeah I guess in like very short that was yeah I would say that's it I mean what made you feel that you had to be ready uh, to start a band and what was the moment that you felt ready um I mean I have friends like uh they they already had a band so it wasn't like something really like crazy special but First of all, you had to have gears and I didn't have anything, you know, mm. like I, I don't know, it was so super expensive. You have to, had to have like a room to rehearse. 
Um, and then I don't know. It just didn't felt. I just didn't felt ready. Yeah. And then yeah. and somehow it, I I had this like inner pressure to like now like you really want this. You really want to like like make music with other people, hanging out in those spaces and creating stuff. You know. Yeah. So um, yeah. Somehow, like some friends asked me if I wanted to join their band, and then next to them, I also uh, I, that was it. I actually for my um, final um, like work you had to do at school, I made a single with four tracks. Oh, amazing! And then yeah, and then I asked. I was working in this like youth house, tribe house in Luzern, and. There was a like the technician guy uh, had like a small uh, homemade studio, so I asked him if he could record it. So we recorded, we recorded it, and then um, <clears throat> I was so it was so amazing. I was like, "Wow, this is so cool! Um, we should start a band together." And he was like, "Yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's actually that was actually it." Yeah, before I was home with my computer in my room just by myself um composing kind of yeah yeah yeah. I mean I want to pick up on just very quickly that at the very beginning you were saying like not having equipment and not having sort of access to space uh to practice and play and I think that can always that could be quite um a barrier of entry for for some people does something exist in Switzerland where you can like borrow instruments and things like that um at that time I don't know I didn't know about it mm, mm. I mean we had this uh at school not really I'm no not really and maybe there were like some like people working for youth like social workers yeah working with the with a, like a teenager to to do stuff I don't yeah, know yeah yeah <laughs> And maybe maybe they had some access. I don't know, but at that time I didn't know. At least I didn't know. Maybe yeah, now yeah. there is. I guess so. I'm sure. But thankfully, know. you continued. You had this thing inside you that you really wanted to make music, and yeah. you you met this guy uh, from the studio, and you started your band. What was that band that you had with him? Evier. That was Evier. Ev- I didn't. That know was Evier. Yeah, it's a, it's a Norwegian. It's a small town in Norway. Tell me, what is the uh, significance to Norway for you? Are you? Um, is that what? Do you um, have a family from there? Yeah, um, my mother. She's from Kristiansand. That's in the south of Norway. So that's why Norway is my second home. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. So you then went on to study music. Uh, like at university Mm -hmm. first of all the decision to study music did you know that is exactly what I'm going to do there's nothing else that I want to do you know was it very clear to you that that was going to be your path Uh, not really Um, because I only knew if you wanted to study music it's either jazz or classic music and I wasn't good in both of them, so my I I was like mostly trained, like my voice was mostly trained. So I tried to um, like do the pre courses at the jazz school, but I didn't got in because I wasn't I don't know I, I 
just wasn't, yeah, it wasn't made for me. I don't know. Mm. And then uh, I knew like, ah, oh, I'm not good in like the instruments I play. I was a very lazy student always. So <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, but I wanted kind of study music. And then I uh, decided to study art. Yeah, I decided to do the pre-course uh, in Basel. I got in, but I was on the waiting list. So I had to wait another year. And I felt like, oh, I really need to start something. I'm, I was like, uh, in that time, I was working in a bar and like rehearsing with bands. Yeah. That was my life. I loved it, but I, I felt stuck. I needed something like I needed to go on. So a friend of mine told me about this um, about this bachelor in Bern called Music and Media Arts, and now it's called Sound Arts. And I felt like, oh my God, this is exactly what I need. This is exactly mm. what I was looking for because it's so, it's like, it's very, um, one person can decide what to do, what they want, what, like what, like if they want to like write, starting writing scores or they want to make sound installation, if they want, like it's very individual. So um, I was very lucky and happy that I got in and then kind of new world opened up for me because I just was on the surface of all those, especially electronic music. So yeah, yeah it, was, it was a time to dive deep and it was very, like especially the Bachelor was very intense and for me, I was still young, like very, wow, everything is cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was, um, but it was a, a coincidence. I got, um, I got to know that um, Bachelor because after a concert, a friend came to me and t told me like, hey, do you know about it? I think you really fit into this Bachelor. And I was yeah. like, oh, no, I don't know. So I was like actually really calling the next day. And then everything happened super fast. Oh, it was meant to be. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I love that. I love that, especially when it's like things that you you're not aware of, but somebody plants a seed and it just opens up this whole new universe. You know. Yeah. Part of me feels like I have this alternative life where I could have been in art school and 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 you know or music school so I'm super interested to hear the experiences of people who got to study to, like study for their creativity for me it was also that time I mean my family's like a working family my sisters they were like working doing an education and so for me I it was really a new world opening up oh. like also knowing the other like those people and that was really nice. Yeah. Also, like um, not being accepted what I do, like in my family, not like I love them, but in the first place, it was a bit, um, yeah, it was a bit of kind of a fight to like really, really? this is like, yeah, I, I don't know. How did you explain to them what, what you were doing? <laughs> Didn't you myself, actually, because everybody was asking me, what are you after this study? And it was like, I don't know, like yeah. I could do anything or nothing. I don't know. But it's mm. just, yeah, just let me just get started and we, we will see. And yeah, so I didn't kn know myself either. Like my friends from like way far behind, they always thought I was like doing 
like kind of audio technical um, school because they didn't they didn't knew what's what there is else I think they didn't knew the name of what I do (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. it was just yeah I don't know maybe it's just also because I'm coming from this very um, conservative place Mm. you know Lucerne is like the middle of Switzerland it's like Maybe that's it. I don't know. (laughs) I find it so interesting. I think that so many people have similar experiences whereby they choose a creative route and they have to figure out how to explain it to their loved ones. And it's just like, why? It's so unfair to have that pressure. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't get like... (laughs) doctors go like someone studying medicine like why what would you expect out of this you know and it's it's just not fair that like people who choose creative paths and especially even music that you kind of have to justify your choices um that actually makes me think of another question because a question that I had for you and it's based on um a conversation that I had recently with someone who's just finished studying and she's like I don't know what to do now sort of thing. Did you did you ever have that kind of what now moment? And how did you deal with that? Um, yeah, I mean, the crisis. I had a lot of them. Wow. <laughs> I, like, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, it's uh, so... It's also not so easy to have the... Also the balance if you really choose to be an artist and always play... You have to have a lot of time for this. You have to rehearse. You have to be at a studio. So you shouldn't work too much on an, like in another place. So it's you have to get the, this balance. So I decided, no, I did an internship in the first place. And it was like 100%. And I've, I was like, no, this is, no, I can't, I can't. It's yeah. too much. It was just my album was released. I was playing at the weekends and working during the week and just like yeah it was just too much so I decided I wanted to create the working world like the working world we understand the working world um, around my artistic world Mm. so I started to work in a soap fabric which is totally like (laughs) like a (laughs) non-musical work (laughs) (laughs) and um, I and I felt like, oh man, I work for, no, I studied for six years now. And now I work in a, in a soap fabric, but it was perfect for me because I, I worked there for two days. And so I had a little income, like a, like a st- steady income. And then around those two days, I could go to the studios, I could play. I was always like away at the weekends and for this work, I didn't need like any brain, you know, I could just go there and do my stuff and listen to NTS radio and think about other projects. So for me, and then, yeah, for me, it was, it was actually a good um, decision to do that. Yeah. I think everybody has to decide for themselves if, if they really want to do like a, like, let's say important job for example in a theater or at the radio station or if you really focus on your artistic life and create everything around this life yeah yeah 
Absolutely. I think that's a really good um, perspective to have. Definitely having those jobs. Like I've done jobs like that before where you really don't need to think per se. <laughs> you don't need your brain, but your brain can be actively thinking about what you're going to do and your, your creative projects. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then you use their resources like their printer to print your flyers. <laughs> yes. And the soap to smell and the good. Soap, all the time. <laughs> if you are involved in music as a hobby, profession or both, sign up for free on the Helvetia Rocked Music Directory. It's a platform for women, non-binary, trans and intersex people in the Swiss music industry. For singers, instrumentalists, bookers, managers, sound engineers, photographers and many more of all levels. It's about visibility, it's about community, it's about empowerment. We invite all of you to participate in the project. For further information, go to musicdirectory.ch. So your music has um, evolved. You well, you use a lot of synth sounds in your music. One thing for me, um, I always, always wonder how people choose the the right sound for the song because. You know, some interfaces, you've got like hundreds and thousands of synth sounds, right? How do you know that the one you've chosen is the one you want out of all these hundreds and thousands? I don't know. It just feels <laughs> like right. It just feels right. I don't know. It just... this. I don't know. This is why I have my intuition, I guess. That's why I need it. That's for those questions. I don't know if it's the right one, but it just feels right. Yeah. So I'm like going through some some samples and then this sample feels right. I'm using yeah. it and then that's it. Brilliant. That's it. What's the longest you've ever spent choosing a sample or a particular sound? <clears throat> oh, I don't know. Not that long, I guess. Oh, that's, <laughs> I'm very, that's, that's no. encouraging. <laughs> in in this case, I'm very, I'm very, um, I really know what what it needs to be like, and that's why I kind of um, don't need to search too long for something. That's I can, so good. I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you trust what you already know, and when you hear yeah. it, you're like, "That's it. That's the one." Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I don't have to go to number 1006. Yeah. <laughs> no. And also also those sounds I'm using, you can, like all the parameters, you can like um, change. So it's easily, it's very easy to also get, if you have a sound, it's like, oh, it's similar to what I want, but I need a more, a little bit of that or this. So I could change the parameters and then mm. it's fine. Yes. Maybe I'm also just too lazy, you know, just like, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's go fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's that. I don't know. Either either way. <laughs> either way, it works. It works. Yeah. Uh, let's take this time to go on to, to listen to your first track that you're going to um, share with us, So Real. Can you tell us how this song came about? Yes. Um, 
uh, very accidentally. So <laughs> I was uh, I was uh, giving a workshop um, for the female collective F Sachsenunsk F sixty nine in Zurich, and I was uh, kind of uh, teaching Life Ableton a bit, like for a day. So I was, um, of course, you always have to show them. This is the bass. How can you do a melody and some drums? Mm-hmm. So, actually, it was the start of the song. It was just like I was just like doing some chords, like very randomly, like oh, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then um, I I forgot about this idea because I was like, no, it's just I mean, this is not an idea. It's just a, a showing of something. But I felt like oh, it sounded nice. I could remember. So I went to Norway um, to this little house to work on to finish my album, and in the beginning I felt a bit. I mean, it was very dark and a bit spooky, and I felt a bit uncomfortable. I must say, yeah. and also com- uncomfortable a bit with myself because I was like very like okay now you have to be like the most creative person, you have the space and you're alone and yeah it was very it was a bit of like pressuring and then I I remembered ah but there was this this thing I started this song I I I felt like okay let's let's listen to this and then after two hours the song was made and it was the first song um, I made when I went to Norway and it was very like okay this is a good start for like finishing the album. I was dancing in the room by myself. I felt yeah. very free and I don't know, very, you know, very peaceful. Mm. It felt very peaceful, everything. It was nice. It was yeah. a nice moment. I mean, that, it, it comes across in the song as well. And I like the fact that, you know, you had maybe like the music, the chords and, and the beat, um, but when you went to Norway, is that when you finished the lyrics and yeah, and, and the rest of the song? Because yeah. it feels like, I don't know, it feels like a homecoming. It feels like, you know, with your lyrics, it feels like you're so connected to the earth, to, to the place that you're at, and the peace sort of comes through it. Yeah. Is that how you feel about it? Yeah, <laughs> it's so nice. I'm like, said- damn, <laughs> this song really. Can, oh. But I think it can speak to so many people with that same intention. Yeah, and yeah, it's. I'm so happy you say that because it's like, it's really that. That's actually it. So that's also why I feel very connected to this song. But actually, the the lyrics are for a friend who was struggling a lot. I was like um, calling all the time that time or we had a lot of contact. So it was for this person. And so it's also very, um, it has this meta, um, uh, it's kind of, yeah, it, it has this different, very important things in in it, in this song. Mm, yeah. It's wonderful. Mm. Well, let us listen to So Real. Places like here, this is so real. You have always felt peace with a
Visa are sponsoring in part this uh, podcast season and um, we want to know what are some of the ways that you can make money as an artist from your own personal experience? Playing. Mostly just, uh, for me, it's uh, playing concerts or DJing. Yep. Yeah. Is that something that you get to do often? Have you been fortunate enough? I mean, yeah. COVID aside. Yeah, <laughs> COVID aside. Um, yeah, I mean, the last three months were crazy, really. It was um, it was amazing, but also very exhausting. Um, mm. So I decided not to play in December. And yeah, but now it's anyways uh, starting all over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm not unhappy right now, I must say. But it was really, it was very nice. But yeah, I played like at least once or twice a week for three months. So it was, it was intense. Yeah, that's it. Very quickly, what is your basic setup? What is your foundation? Very For those who want to really geek yeah. out as well, I'm not gonna, you know, I don't want to hold anyone back here. <laughs> there might be some people who know a lot, so give it to them. <laughs> so it's very easy, very, very easy. I have my computer and a MIDI um, keyboard where I play the sounds from the computer with. I do have uh, a Micro Freak, uh, it's a uh, Arturia small synthesizer very amazing it's just so 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 cool and the sounds are amazing really it's very light to like it's not heavy um and um some small controllers uh, and also interface microphone what, what what interface are you using uh i had the motu ultralight but it's uh i think it's broken it's, it was, yeah, I had a lot of difficulties with it. I really don't know if it's a computer or the interface, but now I have this very uh, easy and not, uh, and also very cheap, the Scarlet, wow. but just, just as a, as a quick uh, solution. Yes. Cause you yeah. want reliability. Yes. Surely. So, like when, when you're on stage, I mean, have you ever had a moment when something's gone wrong with the tech? <laughs> side of things yes yeah I really really struggled what do you do in those situations (laughs) yeah I just do nothing I just (laughs) pretend nothing happened like usually people don't find out like oh this person is struggling now because something is wrong um but at some point at one like other project with theater it was really really stupid because nothing nothing like came out anymore so Oh no, like the sound ah, wasn't coming yes. out. Yeah, it's, <gasps> that's a nightmare situation. It's like, no, it's like five before the, like, oh no, it was horrible. I really, I really struggled. So I was now, I'm, I never had this, like, never struggled with like technical stuff, but now I'm really, also stresses me out a lot. Also because as a woman, you cannot have these struggles. Otherwise you're you know, the woman who doesn't know the technical right. stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Yeah, there's yeah. that added layer of, like, yeah. stress mm-hmm. to, to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. We spoke about Evyet, and then you had A equals F over M. But right now, you are working on your own yes. projects. Yes. Why did you decide now to work on 
solo project, but under your own name as well. When I was 23, around 23, I wanted to do my first solo project back in that, those days. Um, yeah. And the name was called uh, Paulo Somni. It's a crater on the moon. It's yeah, ah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's something like slumber of dreams or something. It's Latin, <sighs> and I started it. Also, in this time, I didn't feel ready to do this on my own. Also, I didn't, I didn't felt. No, that's not true. I think people did support me, but I, I wasn't. I just wasn't ready. I guess. Mm. So I let this go. Also, um, then had this project with the Rolf Laura is A equals F over M. So every every like energy went into this project, and then. Um, I don't know, at some point I felt like, ah, I always feel, I always feel I needed someone to finish tracks, to finish music, to, I needed someone to make it good. I didn't feel like I was able to do it on my own. So I, Mm. yeah, I, it was just um, a reaction of... (laughs) A reaction to myself to like, okay, now you really need to do this by yourself. You really yeah. need to go out there and you really need to try because otherwise it will always hide behind someone else. It will always need somebody. You will always need to rely on people. And I didn't want this. I wanted to be independent. So I started to do this by myself also under my real name because... I felt this is the most real thing I'm doing right now. Also, the the um, how the sound is it's a mixture of this world from my studies, this very experimental world, and the world um, of the other, like Belia, outside of the school, like listening to pop music or indie music. And this is a combination of both worlds so Mm. I also felt this is super real this is me this is really me so yeah I love that absolutely but you know I feel like so many people will be able to really identify with your story and and recognize even themselves in terms of like the feeling of hiding behind other people and not maybe having that sort of trust in ourselves that we can actually do it by ourselves you know I find it so interesting because even I I have a as you were speaking I was thinking man that sounds so familiar (laughs) oh really it does it does like having that it's almost it's related in a way to self-confidence but then it's not fully that because because you can have self-confidence in so many other areas you know like you were still performing. It wasn't, wasn't that you were scared to perform or scared to write or whatever, but it's just when it comes down to yourself, you know, and allowing yourself to be the the subject and the focus. Like, this is all about me. I'm going to put the time into me and, and see what is going to come out of it. And I think just have, making that decision can sometimes kind of, create like um, a bit of anxiety yes oh man yeah really 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 it does yeah. mm-hmm. well I've, I'm so glad that you did do that <laughs> but do you know what's blown me away is no. that I'm looking at your output we've got an EP in 2020 
a comet blazing in the European... Sorry, not in the European. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Empyrean. Probably my writing. (laughs) A comet... (laughs) Brexit's on my mind. European. (laughs) (laughs) A comet blazing in the Empyrean. Yeah. That EP came out in 2020. Yeah. Then you had your album Soda came out in 2021 and in 2022 you've got another ep mother earth took poison in her soil yes so i'm thinking belia you've got all of this creative juices at the moment you're like right i'm doing this you're like yeah it's it's all coming out like this is quite prolific i love it i love it so can you explain your um like your creative process like how is it different working doing your own thing to working in a collaborative um realm well, I can decide when to work and also how long I want to work. I can, I mean, I'm very trained with working with my headphones and just computer. That's really easy for me. I have a studio, but it's very easy. So I can work yeah. anywhere, you know, if I'm home, in my bed. I always say Studio 3 is in my bed. <laughs> I can work in Studio 3. and I don't mind. I mean, I, I so, yeah, and... I don't, I mean, last year I didn't have anything else to do. It was, everything was shut down and yeah. I had so much time. Oh, I had so much time, really. And I think also because I work somewhere else, you know, the, this two days somewhere else gives me a kind of a need of being creative. It's like mm. stowing. It's like my creativity is like, waiting to get lost and then after yeah. after those working days I go to my studios and can like let go and yeah and I don't know sometimes it's I, it's not always like I could just sit down and something comes out but usually if I start working I'm really quick a quick worker yeah. but I have to around this I have to have a lot of time but when I work it's super fast Let me take this time to go on to the audience question. It says, how do you keep progressing when your ideas are bigger than your experience or technical knowledge? um, I do sometimes have this, sometimes I would dream of music and then have these sounds in my head and these ideas, but it's it's not possible to put it down. It's really not, and um, also I have, I don't know, well, well, during the day I have ideas of tracks, and it, I, I'm sitting down and trying to, like, it, it, but it's really just not happening, it sounds stupid, and I don't like it. For me, it's always something else is coming out of this idea, especially in technical parts, it's super frustrating, it's so, so frustrating if you just... With with technical stuff, I usually ask my friends. Um, my studio is it's like a collective with four other people working in music. So I could just go there like, hey, I really want this to sound like that, but I'm not able to, so I'll ask. Yeah. Otherwise, you will be there maybe for seven hours trying. Yeah. And you, and maybe that person can tell you can tell you in one hour or so and. It's frustrating not to get there, but otherwise, 
you always get somewhere. Yeah. So is it a case of just starting with intention to get there? Yeah. And wherever you sort of end up, that's that's good. Yeah, or it's not. That's okay. It can just mm. also be stupid where I ended up <laughs> and I don't like it. That's okay <laughs> because it's not... It can't be every day to like have this this moment where it's like oh yeah that's exactly what I wanted to do it's also about failure mm. a lot it's a lot about failure I guess mm. and not being um worried about the failure and, and maybe yeah just to just to carry on and not to let it stop you exactly brilliant brilliant advice thank you for that Right, Belia, we've come to the end of our conversation. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. It was really nice. The next song is Boreal and it's on my second EP, um, A Comet Blazing in the Empyrean. Have fun!
you want to join the Helvetia Rocked community or find out more, check out the website, sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. And if you like what you've heard today, please share it with your friends. Musicians in Conversation is a concept by Natalia Anderson in collaboration with Helvetia Rocked. It's presented and produced by Natalia Anderson. Music is by Jesse Quartz.